Did God create the world? How did God create the world? Did God create every different kind of plant and animal directly? Or did he use some kind of evolutionary process to guide the development of living things from the simplest to the most complex? And how quickly did God bring about creation? Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Ammons, and welcome to Truth 101, where we look at the doctrines of the Christian faith in a systematic way. I'm glad that you've joined us for these podcasts, and we're starting off by looking, first of all, at the doctrine of God Himself. We've looked at God's existence and God's knowability, and we've looked at what God is like. We've looked at His attributes, both communicable and incommunicable. We looked, about, looked at God's will last week. And now for the next two to three podcasts, we're going to look at God's creation. God's creation. Now, we're not going to have time in these podcasts to look at in great detail the relationship between Scripture and modern science and evolution and theistic evolution and the gap theory and the age of the earth, whether a young earth or old earth. Was the, was the earth created in 24 literal hours uh, six days as we know them. Those are our aspects will not have the, the time. You could go many, many podcasts into all of those. So we're only going to do about three podcasts in general about what the Bible teaches concerning creation and God's creation of everything. Now, first of all, we're going to begin this podcast by looking at two aspects and that is, God did create the world, and number two, He created the world out of nothing. Let's look at those aspects. First of all, the Bible is very clear. God created the world. It did not begin with a, in some swamp in Louisiana. It did not begin somewhere with a primordial uh, bubbly pool uh, it, it began with God's creation of the world. God, a meaningful and purposeful creator, put together the universe and everything in it. But I believe also there is biblical evidence for creation being out of nothing. The Bible clearly requires us to believe, I believe, that God created the universe out of nothing. In the Latin phrase is ex nihilo, E-X-N-I-H-I-L-O. It literally means out of nothingness. And I believe the Bible teaches the concept of creation ex nihilo. That means that before God began to create the universe, nothing else existed except God Himself. I mean nothing else except God Himself. If you look at Genesis 1.1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And that, that is the beginning. It's where it all started. The phrase, the heavens and the earth, includes the entire universe. Psalm 33, verses 6 and 9, tell us, By the word of the Lord of the heavens, by the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of His mouth all their host. For He spoke, and it came to be, he commanded and it stood firm. What a powerful passage on God's creation. 
In the New Testament, we find a universal statement at the beginning of John's gospel, John chapter 1, verse 3. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So the phrase, all things, is best taken to refer to the entire universe. Paul is quite explicit in Colossians 1 when he specifically all, specifies all the parts of the universe, both visible and invisible, were created by him. Colossians 1.16, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. If you look at Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, Worthy are you, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and they were created. The last phrase there, God's will is said to be the reason why things even existed at all and why they were created. They were created for His will. So, we see from Scripture that, that God created and He created out of nothingness. Now, one other passage I think is important to look at, that's Romans 4, 17. That implies God created out of nothing, even if it does not explicitly say that. The Greek text literally speaks of God as the one who, quote, calls things not existing as existing. The ESV translation of Romans 4.17 says, God, quote, calls into existence the things that do not exist. So, very clear, I think, from the, the biblical teaching that God created, not evolution, but God created and He created out of nothing. Now, because God created the entire universe out of nothing, there's no matter in the universe that is eternal. No matter is eternal. Everything you see, the mountains, the, everything, the oceans, the stars, the earth itself, they all came into existence when God created them. There was a time they did not exist. In fact, that's what Psalm 90 verse 2 says. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Now, this reminds us that God rules over all the universe and that nothing in creation is to be worshipped instead of God or in addition to God. However, we are to deny creation out of nothing. We would have to say that some matter has always existed and that it is eternal like God. But I think, I think that's why it's so important that we teach that, and believe that God created ex nihilo out of nothing because that shows us nothing is eternal with Him or greater than Him in any way. This idea would challenge God's independence, His sovereignty, the fact that worship is due to Him alone. If matter existed apart from God, then what inherent right would God have to rule over it and use it for His glory? He, he wouldn't. And if some parts of it were not created by Him, then what confidence could we have that every aspect of the universe 
will ultimately fulfill God's purpose. So it's very important, I believe, to believe and to affirm God created and he created out of nothing. Now, on the positive side, whenever we say God created the universe out of nothing, that means the universe has meaning and purpose. God, in his wisdom, created for something. We would try to understand that purpose and, and use creation in ways that fit that purpose, namely to bring glory to, to God himself. But whenever the, whatever the creation brings us joy, we should give thanks to the God who made it, for it, it reflects his glory greater than anything. So, God created out of nothing, but he did create for purpose and for meaning. Now, another note. The creation of the spiritual universe. God created not just the earth as we know it. God also created the entire universe. And that includes the creation of the unseen. The spiritual realm. God created that as well. God created the angels. He created other kinds of heavenly beings as well as animals and man, even creatures we will never see with our eyes. God created them. He created heaven as a place where his presence is especially evident. The creation of the spiritual realm is certainly implied in all the verses that we talk about in God's creation. Revelation 10 verse 6 says, God created not only earth, but also heaven and all that is in it. <clears throat> now, excuse me. One of the aspects about creation that I think that we need to mention here during, in the spiritual universe is that Jesus is not a created being. Jesus is eternal. There are some belief systems out there, Jehovah Witnesses and Mormons and, and others that believe that Jesus is a created being just like the other angels. They believe God is the only one who's eternal. So we do believe that God created the angels and heaven and the universe, but we also know that Jesus was not a created being, that he is eternally God with the Father, just as the Father is eternal. So we can know for certain the Bible does teach that even though God created the spiritual universe in addition to the earth, he did not create Jesus. Jesus is eternal with the Father. Now, the prayer of Ezra is interesting. Very clearly, chapter Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 6. Ezra in his prayer says, You are the Lord alone, O God. You made heaven, the heaven of heavens, with all their hosts, the earth and all that's in it, the seas and all that's in them, and you preserve all of them, and the host of heaven worships you. Now that phrase, the host of heaven, in this verse, seems to refer to the angels and other heavenly creatures. Since Ezra says they engage in the activity of worship, the same term host is used to speak of the angels who worship God in Psalm 103 verse 21 and Psalm 148 verse 2. We know that Ezra then in his prayer is saying, 
You are the host of heaven, Lord, and you created all the hosts of heaven. In the New Testament, Paul specifies that in Christ, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether they are thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Again, from Colossians 1, verse 16. So God created not just the visible, he also created the invisible, all the heavenly beings, all the host of heaven, but he did not create Jesus because Jesus is eternal with God. Now, Next time, we'll pick up with the direct creation of Adam and Eve. I think you'll find that to be interesting about how Adam and Eve were created by God and the purpose for it, the timing of it. And we'll also talk about next time the work of the Holy Spirit and Jesus the Son in creation as they created the earth, the heavens, time itself. We'll talk about all of those next time. Thank you for joining us for God's Creation Part 1. And we'll pick up next time with God's Creation Part 2. God bless you. We'll see you next time.